Welcome to episode 143 of For the Love of Guns. Today, we're going to shine a spotlight on something that the government's doing that really no one's talking about, except for my guest. My guest today is Jordan Young from Global Defense. Now, Global Defense is an importer and exporter of firearms and ammunition. Now, we really never talk about the export side, and that's where the government is screwing with us. Jordan is going to tell you something that's going on that you're going to want to hear. Before we talk to Jordan, it's time to talk about a couple of companies that help me bring you content. First company is Ammo Squared. I love Ammo Squared. I love their platform. I love the way that they're thinking about ammo. Thinking about ammo as an investment. Definitely go check out Ammo Squared because they're going to let you buy online and you can store your ammo in their facility that's insured and climate controlled. And then you can get your ammo out when you want it. Go check out Ammo Squared. Got a link down below. This is also brought to you by Falco Holsters. Falco is my go-to for holsters because of the quality. That's right. It's all about quality. These are custom handmade holsters with excellent quality. Go check them out. I have a link down below. Use the checkout code Banshee to save 10%. At Falco Holsters, they can make a holster for any gun, every budget, without sacrificing quality. Now let's talk to Jordan. Jordan, tell me about your love of guns. Uh, I'd be happy to, Jason. Thank you. Uh, my name is Jordan Young. I'm the CEO of Global Defense. Uh, we're located in Pompano Beach. We're an importer, exporter, and uh, wholesale distributor of firearms, ammunition, and related accessories. Now, Jordan, you've been in the industry for for a while now, right? It's been about 20 years? Uh, yeah, if you're if counting, probably started officially around 1999-2000 uh, with a company called Para Ordnance, um, a 1911 manufacturer that was based out of Toronto, and I was the import. I worked in the importing office in Fort Lauderdale. It's it's kind of funny because you know thinking about your position now being an importer exporter, it's just like it's just not something you just wake up and go, "I'm going to do this," right? I mean, you have to kind of lead up to to get there. Because I, I mean, I, when I was in FFL, I knew the laws that I had to deal with, just you know, for the state of Montana and, and federal, but. You're like playing on such on like you're like I'm here and you're like way no. up there. Um, no, it's it's the same, you know. Nobody ever wakes up. I, I've I've taken like this. Uh, I've asked people this in like seminars and stuff, and I said, "Who you know? Raise your hand. Who who wanted to wake up and said I want to be a compliance officer for a gun manufacturer?" Right. Yeah. No, nobody ever raised their hands. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's yeah, always it's something. Like, you're, you're now the compliance is. guy. You're not sitting there spacing out in high school going, you know, I think I want to be a compliance officer. <laughs> I don't think it happens. I don't think it happens. You know, it, it probably happens somewhere, but I I really doubt it. Um, but yeah. so now talk a little bit about, I mean, you're, you're going in from para to now being, you know, your own company, which is Global Defense. You're doing import-export. How did how did that journey come about? Well, like you say, it was an evolution. You know, you, you um, para ordinance ended up 
you know, moving into the States in 2011, they went to uh, North Carolina. And uh, I, I, I knew that I just wanted, I liked the firearms. I liked this business. I was, con- I liked to shoot, uh, you know. Um, so I, want, I knew this is kind of where I wanted to stay. And this is so I, I moved with them instead of staying. It was my my grandfather and my my grandma. They had an accounting office down there and Para was part of that office. But I always kind of gravitated to the guns. So I I said, I'd like to, you know, go up and go to Charlotte and, and continue working in this field. And uh, and I did. And then, you know, we got ended up getting bought by Remington so I ended up spending a couple of years with Remington. I think it was 2012, 2013, something like that. And then I got an opportunity to be a general manager with another company. And, you know, it just kind of evolved. Just going. Mm-hmm. It's funny. Remington killed more gun business than anybody. <laughs> um, no, they killed mine. <laughs> I'll, I'll bring back the parrot name. Don't ask me in a heartbeat. Because <laughs> it, it's just funny. I just think about that because um, you know, as an FFL, you know, I had I I had a, accounts with Storm Lake for barrels. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. And, and one day, one day, I got my Remington rep, and I'm like, <laughs> okay. And then um, a DPMS. I was a DPMS dealer. Then. I got my Remington rep and then it's like, this is, this is the end. This is just the end of these companies. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's, it's almost, it's almost fitting of what happened to Remington afterwards. Um, uh, seeing it just kind of be broke up, but I mean, it's sad, but it's, it, it is. There was a lot of good people there, you know, at the mid-level managers and there's just a lot of good people there. And, and it is, you know, for whatever reasons, uh, there was too much going on. Whatever their uh, whatever their thoughts were, or trying to do what they were doing, it just it, it didn't it didn't work. Yeah, because yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I think back and I, I think back back on all the companies that you know Remington had bought. I mean, Bushmaster ceased to be Bushmaster. Um, DPMS. DPMS and then everything yeah, right. got rolled up I and mean, basically those guns became Remington's. Um, yeah. yeah. It, it was sad. It was that, that one hurt a little bit. I, I spent the longest part of my career with pair ordinance. Um, you know, cut my teeth with them, did a lot of different jobs in my career there, did production, not that I'm qualified for production either, but, you know, we're helping with the development of some of the products. Uh, we did the shows, compliance, taxes. I mean, I did just about everything, maybe except quality control or engineering. Well, it's funny because if you think about all the things that you, you did there, it kind of leads into what you're doing now with global defense, right? Oh yeah, it's prepared. You have such a rounded background now. Yeah, yeah. I was I'm very grateful for that, that they, you know, gave me the opportunities to do different things. You know, it was a smaller company, about 40, 50 people, I think, at the max there in, in Charlotte. 
And uh, we were close-knit, and it was kind of us against the world, and we were trying to revitalize it. And then, you know, we were, we were trying to save the company from being sold, but it was too late at that point. But, yeah. you know, so it worked out. You know, everything kind of works out in the end. And, and yes, it was a, a great training ground for uh, all the different aspects of what you have to do in this business and what you have to do in business, too, you know generally speaking. Yeah. So now you, you founded global defense. Now, like you said that you're an importer and exporter. Mm -hmm. um, and, and what's funny is we never really think about the export. We always think about the import, right? Cause right. even, even as an FFL, you know, I, I, I understand the imports. I mean, I had one. I had one customer that was doing an outbound transfer, and it was going overseas. I'm like, man, I can't help you with that. And they're like, no, we get, we got this all taken out. We just need you to ship it to the exporter, so the exporter could get it over to Europe. Yeah. And um, it, it was so funny when I had that customer. The customer was telling me the story. It's about they they had a debt. A, a I forget what it was. It was it was a fairly rare gun. Um, I think it was about twenty five thousand dollars. Just this, this, this rifle, and <laughs> had it out in Gun Broker, and they got like an email of like, "Hey, I, I'm really interested in your gun. Do you ship?" And they're like, "Well, we can ship. Like, sure. but can you ship to Europe?" And they're like, "Yeah, right, right? <laughs> there's only caveat. Yeah, and they're like, because you hear that, and they're like, "All right, this is somebody totally. This is a scam, right?" And the guy, you know, so they just start messing with the guy. The guy goes, no, I am absolutely serious about this. And they're like, yeah, right. Um, he's like, I will wire you the money. Like, here's the scam. Um, they went to the bank and opened up a new account just for this transfer, right? The right. money showed up and it stayed there because they're like, Hey, that's fine, but we're going to ship it, and this money is going to be there for like thirty days before we do it. And then the guy's like, "That's fine." So, because they, they went in, they moved the money. But anyway, long story short, they found an exporter. Like, oh, this is serious. Um, yeah. And there were only, you know, this is a one gun export. I mean, this is a small time export. When you're talking about exports, you're talking about like crates, pallets. Pallets. Eh, not so much containers. One day, I hope to get to that point, but uh, maybe pallets right now. Um, that's, you know, I, I love seeing a whole bunch of guns on a pallet go out the door. That's, I love that. That's freedom being exercised in other parts of the world. That it, It's so funny because we never think about that, right? Because it's like, we... We're exporting stuff. Now, you know, the companies you work with, I mean, you're not working with like small companies. You're dealing with major well, brand companies. We have some very nice companies, some very like, nice relationships with um, uh, about, you know, about 20 or 25, uh, you know, U.S. manufacturers that we represent. And we, uh, we purchase direct from them and for the export market, we, we handle all the export licensing, the logistics, the uh, packing, consolidating and, and, and all the other services that, that need to go in 
like you were saying, with your one gun deal, you still needed an exporter. You needed to figure out where it's going to go, how to get it over there. We we handle all that for companies that are may not have their own compliance person or their own uh, international sales, you know, and, and, and all that stuff. We, we can bring our network. We can bring our expertise to this process. So it's basically they're outsourcing that to you. So that you mm-hmm. can take care of that. Now, yeah. there's something there's something you 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 touched on there, and I, I've I've found it on your website several times. You're talking about your network. Talk mm-hmm. talk a little bit about the network. Well, the network has been you know basically everything everybody I've ever known for the last twenty years, basically uh, in the states and around the world. You know, we have. Oh, up to 400 international um, importers or dealers or distributors that that we're, you know, in communication marketing on uh, on a regular basis, um, you know, from Canada, South America, Central America, Europe, uh, Asia, wherever, uh, you know, that's lawful and lethal, not lethal, but legal to go, <laughs> we, we go. Yeah, you know. but because because that's what's what, what's funny about that is, you know, we we don't think of, again we don't think about the exports, but you know we always think about oh you know people want to send guns to the U.S. people want to send guns to the U.S. We have need you know there are customers of ours as a country for our firearms, mm-hmm. and you think about that you are like basically like the LinkedIn of firearms exporting right there. You have. You know, your contacts everywhere and you're leveraging those contacts for companies. That's really what that's really what they're I mean, they're hiring you for the 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 compliance stuff. But Mm -hmm. ultimately, being able to get that gun into another country. Uh, That and, and, you know, they there's also companies that that are uh, being, um, you know, contacted by 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 foreign companies saying, hey, we want your product and they don't know how to do it. They know they want to do it and I can help them also leverage their own contacts and help them export as well. But yeah, it's it's all about, uh, you know, uh, connecting the dots uh, and doing it the right way because not only are you dealing with firearms, regulated product, you're dealing with the laws of that country. Yeah. And then you're also dealing with people that you may not know. It's international business. Once the money goes, you know, yeah. how can, you know, there's, there's got to be a lot of, of trust. So, yeah, it, yep. in the network, you know, these are people that I've vetted, that I've been working with. I know that they're real, you know, companies, real people, real stores that are not going to try to, um, you know, pull, pull yeah. rip, rip you off. Yeah, as yeah, well. That that's the important part. That's just like my customer trying to get his one gun out. It's like we're going to sit on this money for a while. We're going to tell you we're going to sit on this money for a while um, mm-hmm. because there's not that level of trust. They they have really no idea what the other side is, which is why they set up an account, let the money go, and then they pulled it out so that way they couldn't yank it and they closed the account down. Um, right, which right. is great which is great for you is because you have, like you said, you vetted these people, you've worked with them, you know them. Um, they're really the, you, you vetted an expert 
on the other side, right? Because yeah. I mean, yeah, you gotta you're, have you're, somebody you're to pull the, ball the, ball ball. the other side, but they're yeah. the experts. Yeah, yeah, with their laws I mean, and their countries. Yeah, I mean, my my closest thing is an FFL is shipping a gun to California. Which is sometimes another it's, country. It, it feels like an export, <laughs> I'll tell you, with the paperwork they want. <laughs> um, but it, so that's that's great to know that you know when you when you go into business with a you know with a company like Global Defense, that's why you go. That's why you choose Global Defense is because of building that trust network up and being able to to deliver and, you know, literally deliver um, yeah. the, the firearm and get it, you know, get it to the customers on the other side. And it's so funny is we always, even with us talking, I think about our companies wanting to sell overseas. I never, I never, it, it makes sense. I never thought about it until you said it is there are times where the outside is reaching in going, Hey, we, we, we want these products. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, there's a, and, and you, you know, talking about the import, look, this is the largest market in the world for just about everything. And guns is not excluded guns and ammunition. So, right. you know, and, and, um, you know, export tends to get, you know, uh, kind of like the redheaded stepchild, if you will, you know, yep. it's, it's kind of sometimes a, an afterthought or, you know, the market's down. Let's see what we can do. But, um, you know, I've, I've, I've done a lot with export over the years. I'm very comfortable doing it. Um, there's always new regulations that come down the pipe. You know, you're, um, you're, you're, Unlike the Second Amendment, as you're right to keep and bear arms, being an exporter is not a right. It is a privilege. And, and everything that we have to do is with the federal government and getting our licenses. And it's they can change their mind tomorrow. They can approve a license today. They can revoke it tomorrow and you're going to be a criminal, you know, if you already shipped. That's I've, I've seen it actually firsthand, right? Uh, well, so. let's explore that a little. I was going to bring that up a little later, but I think now's a good time to talk about. It. We were talking at Shot, so this is really kind of an extension of me talking to you at your booth at Shot. Yeah, it's great there meeting is, you. There. Thank you. Yeah, no, it was it was great. It, it's so funny where um, because it was Laura Evans was our yeah. our point of contact that knows the both of us. Yeah, um, Laura's great. Laura's an amazing person. I, I absolutely love talking to her. I have a lot of respect for her. Um, the, just the stuff that she does, Second Amendment, as well as in the firearms industry as well. Um, yeah. I got to get her to start writing some press releases for me. Yeah. <laughs> um, she's, she's the best. So, I was talking to Laura because um, she she was at, she was at a, another one of her customers, which is a kind of a mutual company that, that I work with. And um, she goes, you know, you need to go talk to Jordan over at Global Defense. Um, he's got he's got a really interesting story about exports and what's going on in exports. Because you know, when we start hearing about clamping down on firearms, we always hear about the clamping down of imports. Okay, you can't import Russia. You can't import what name a country that that we're we're pissed at. Right. Now, 
obviously we're not going to want to export to those countries either because it's going to, you know, we're cutting ties with those countries, but this is going a little farther and no one's talking about it. Would you mind going into, you know, continuing that discussion for the audience? Well, yeah, I'd, I'd be happy to. Um, so uh, it was October 27th of, of last year, you know, 2023, um, where, uh, it the 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 Commerce Department that that uh, right now so I'll, I'll take one step back so uh, firearms historically were um, controlled for export under the ITAR International Traffic in Arms and that control those controls are really for high end military equipment when you're talking about planes, navigation systems, infrared, I mean, really. And that was the, the firearms were always kind of a dual use item, hunting, you know, recreation. Yes, they are. They have certain firearms that are used in, in, in combat. And those are still on the, uh, the ITAR, the machine guns, the burst, the, the you know, larger caliber artillery stuff like that but so uh, back in 2019 the regs moved and those items semi-automatic uh, firearms and non-automatic firearms transitioned over to the commerce department okay? okay we've been operating under those regs for the last few years and just recently back in october commerce department basically sent a a notice out saying we're, we're not going to be processing licenses for 90 days straight across the board they they did make a kind of a caveat for you know what they consider premium countries a1 countries uh but basically the rest of the world we were going to stop until we figure out what we want to do and they want to change some of the rules and make it a lot more restrictive um specifically with the semi-automatic firearms like your ARs and stuff like that. They, they really want to crunch down on that. They, they, uh, they, uh, they've issued some, there's been some leaked documents of, of what they want to change their proposed changes. But as of today, it's already February 19th. The, the, uh, the expiration of that would have been right around SHOT Show, maybe the 26th or the 27th of January, but right now it, it's been extended. They haven't told us anything. We're, you know, nobody really knows what's happening, what they want to do, really. Um, but we're all sitting here. We're applying for licenses. Maybe a few are getting out. But at the end of the day, if we don't have, you know, uh, approved export licenses for the new customers we met at SHOT Show or we're going to EWA in Germany next week to try to get more customers, it, it, you know, it's going to be impossible for us to do business if we don't get, you know, the Commerce Department, the U.S. government to start, you know, issuing licenses again on a regular basis. Um, and that's it's a hard pill to swallow. Leaves a lot of uncertainty. Um, you know, we know that the the current administration is certainly we're not the favorite 
to the right. current administration uh, based on what they've done here domestically over the past 12 months, 16 months, what we've seen. And we, we just don't have any idea what, what they're thinking right now. And that's the tough part because, I mean, really, you know, my, my, my wife – my wife likes to joke around that the that the government has killed two of our businesses. Now these are small, really small businesses. They're killing multi-million dollar deals. Oh yeah. Yeah. Right now. Yeah. Like I mean yeah. I, I yeah. mean that they're they're trying to we're getting we're getting pressure on a whole other side of the industry that no one's talking about. That's they, right. They they really are like, hey, this is evil. We're going to stop this. We don't care what it is. We're just going to stop everything. We're just going to cut this down. It's so funny. I'm, I'm going to have a side thing. They they're going to stop the firearms, but they're going to let everybody come in through the southern border. Um, yeah, right? I, there's, no, there's no like. I mean, I, I'm not the smartest, you know, sharpest tool in the shed or nothing, but uh, it just makes no sense uh, what what's going on. Uh, right now with these folks. So, uh, I don't want to sound that critical, but it, it's this this particular aspect of what they just did is, is, is very concerning. I've never seen it done in my 20 plus years. I've never seen it done. The State Department has never done this. Uh, if they have an issue or policy issue with a foreign country, all they do is stop issuing licenses to that country. Right. But they just um, cut the border. They just cut it all off right at the border now. At, at one, at one shot. And we're all kind of here in limbo. They're not saying anything. Uh, there's, there's obviously there's, there's things going on behind the scenes there. Um, we we all pretty, and 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 it's not just me that's saying this. Obviously, there's a lot smarter people in 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 the firearms and like the NSSF and, and, and there's, you know, those folks that have a, a political, you know, uh, affiliation and, and uh, political affairs, but it, they're, they're saying it as well. It's not coming from, you know, the mid-level managers and stuff like that. Most of them, you know, um, are, are good with, with this process. There is a process in place. The government has a, uh, an interagency review process already in place, um, you know, so there's enforcement divisions that do audits from the Department of Commerce and the Bureau of Industry and Security. Um, you know, I'm not sure why, you know, they would just take this broad stroke of the brush and say, you can't do business anymore. It's, it's like, so, I, mean, I mean, we can obviously sit here and speculate. Um, mm -hmm. Right. I mean, that's all we can do because we don't have the evidence. Uh, you know, hearing this when, I, when we were talking at shot and hearing about what's going on, where they're just cutting these licenses. The first thing that kind of goes across my mind is, is there's been a lot of pushes with um, the U.N. for regulating. They want to regulate firearms for everybody now. Right. Um, yeah. European, I mean, European Union, the UN. There's a lot, of, there's a lot yeah. of outside pressure that it seems like it's being exerted back against us that this administration seems to cave. I mean, like, like uh, you know, like you were saying earlier about you know the middle the middle managers and and stuff like that. 
they're fine with this. You know, it's the same thing we see with the ATF. The, mm-hmm. Generally, generally, it's not the ATF agent is the problem. It's it's the pressure from on high coming down to them. You know, the yeah. agents of the field just want to do their job. Yeah, yeah, and they're good folks. They're they're good hardworking Americans, just like us. It's it's about the same. It's it's definitely a top down function. So. So with this, I mean, like, like you said, next week is EWA for everybody in the audience that doesn't know what EWA is. Just imagine SHOT Show only in Europe, but yeah. bigger. Because <laughs> it's, 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 it's a bigger market over there. SHOT Show getting quite big. Uh, yeah, it but is. I'll tell you. But yeah, we're, we're going to Germany. Uh, yeah, I don't think they're too happy to have us either, to be honest with you. You know, uh, they have a, our restrictions times 10, you know, with what they – and we're coming in for a show. We're not even leaving the stuff there. I still need yeah. to get a temporary license from them and they know this and the magazine restrictions and this and that and the other. It's like, dude, come on, man. <laughs> so, like, so going to shot, you know, it's not – it's not hard for you to get firearms to shot. I mean, they have to be disabled and stuff like that for the right, you know, the rules of shot show. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's still, you're, you're, you're transferring firearms within the country. It's, it's, it's not hard. Um, no, but I can only imagine trying to sh- ship stuff to Ewa. I mean, how far out do you have to, f- do you have to plan for that show? Yeah, they, they- you know, in December, uh, you know, they, uh, uh, as far as the guns, they, they want to start picking up the guns before SHOT Show. So this year, we were doing two sets of samples going to two different places. It was, it was, it was a bit of a thing for us. So we're a small company, and it was, sure. it was tough. It was, I'm not going to lie. It was, it was tough moving all that stuff around and, and then trying to figure out the German laws on top of it and the with their permits and you know so i'm pulling pins out of this i'm trying to disable yeah. i'm pulling the mags i said just throw the mags out. okay we well, forget the mags no mags right <laughs> we're going yeah. no mags I'm dark. so and then um, you know the collapsible stocks i'm trying to fix those and things like that so it's, it's never it, it, it's so funny it's it's like just pick the worst gun control state in america then then I'm amplify sorry. it yeah. Um, I mean, that's yeah. like for me, I, my sister actually lives in Belgium. Uh, she's been yeah. in Belgium, gosh, almost 30 years. Um, and you know, when I talk to her, she's just like, her, her guns are still here in the States. <laughs> um, oh, okay. she's like, she's like, uh, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to, I'm not going to export them to get them there because what happens if from whatever happens, you know, I, come back to the state she goes i might never get those guns back in um and that's very true because we have certain import regulations that won't allow you so it's very tricky moving them between between countries not everybody has the same we nobody has the same laws on what is yeah sure it's yeah so she's probably how do you how are you going to talk to these customers now because now i mean you're trying to you're an export business that's your job is to get guns out of the country 
What does that discussion look like with your customers overseas? Well, you know, we're still applying for them. You can put them in. We're just not getting anything back right now. Um, so at this point, we're, we're, we're developing. We're continuing to develop our network. We're, you know, promoting the brands. Um, we're going to be, you know, working with the new customers, taking orders and putting in licenses. And, you know, we're going to start. Part of the reason, you know, I'm, I'm doing this is to try to bring awareness. Uh, you know, everybody needs to, uh, I would like for everyone to reach out to their, you know, congressmen and senators and lawmakers. And not just for this issue, there's been a whole, whole lot of issues that have been, you know, we're kind of getting, I believe, the raw end of the, the stick here, um, you know, for the most part. Uh, what you've seen, um, you know, we're, we're just getting our constitutional rights just 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 stomped on overall. And th this, again, is not a, this is a privileged thing on the export, but the whole thing is not good. So we, we do need to put pressure and let our, our our representatives know you can't do this to people. It wouldn't be fair to anybody Forget about the firearms. You start stop exports of anything, tables, chairs, yeah. or you know whatever it might be, whether it's regulated. Cars. Or, I mean, food, cars, food. We, yeah, those are all have, regulated. Electronics. Yeah, yeah. The, you know, so if you did this to any other business, you know, it's like I'm sure you get a a real bad bad reaction for those folks and. Um, you know, we are a small community. Um, you know, this is um, the firearms and ammunition. There's, it's it's not a huge, huge, you know, population of people uh, as far as that are in the business in the industry. It's probably more, you know, uh, thankfully there's a lot more gun owners and two-way supporters out there, but um, not a huge amount of folks in this business, and we need to get awareness out. Even though it's not a lot of people, we're still talking about American jobs. American I mean, jobs, small this, business, this economy. Jordan and global defense. No, um, why we're, not that. Why we're going to do this? I'm going to. I'm going to bring. I'm actually going to bring up a, a section of your website here, just to give everybody watching an idea of what we're talking about. We're talking about. Aero Precision, and uh, these are all the companies that you work with. Shytac, I mean, Geisley, um, Ed Brown, uh, yeah. JP. I mean, PTR. These are these are. We're not talking about small companies. We're talking about major brands. That these are very well known, well established yeah. companies. Uh, like I said, I've been very fortunate to. And working with a lot of these people, even before I started, you know, uh, global defense that we were, um, you know, that they've, you know, put their trust in me that, uh, you know, to do the right thing and try to develop, you know, their international business and, and, and do more. And I'm saying, I wish I could do more right now. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a little tough. Unfortunately. Now, 
No, we've been talking about the firearms. Is are are we also seeing the same restrictions on on ammo? Because you have Norma. Um, yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah. We are. We got. We got some big. We got some nice things to do there, and yeah, that's that's the ammo is being held up as well. Basically, that anything that falls into that semi-automatic firearms and, and ammunition categories. Uh, they're being a little more lenient on, you know, the parts and accessories and stuff, right? Like I've heard over the last week or two. Uh, but again, they're, they're just, you know, they're just, there's been no communication since that October 27th posting. And, and you know what? On top of it, you know, they did it on a Friday at like five o'clock in the afternoon and then they dumped it on their question q a page yeah they well and they're they're well let's face it they're they're good at doing that on a friday evening because number one it, you miss an, you miss a news cycle right yeah any outrage is going to be over the weekend where no one's paying attention i'm um, not going to get the email i mean yeah this is this is what i mean for for you to say that they dropped it on a q a page yes i mean, I mean at least I know as you know, when I, when I was a firearms dealer, I would at least get a notice from the ATF about something, right. Or go, Hey, look, the 4473 is changing. This is the new one on this date. Stop using this one. Use this one. Um, or, you know, a notice, you know, we would get notices every once in a while about look out for, you know, large purchases of black powder. Um yeah. And, you know, we would start reading. You start reading into those, going, "All right, somebody's got an alert. Somebody's got an alert coming again from DHS on something." Um, but at least we would get notified. For them to just go, "Boom, we're, yeah. we're done," and then not tell you. Yeah, I mean, that's yeah. just <laughs> I mean, a little insulting. Why would you do something like that, right? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I was a real low kick on that one, um, but. Again, it's uh, I, I don't understand the logic of, of what they're doing. Um, they're they're just they're 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 this is a bad economy to begin with. Everybody's feeling that. My belief. Everybody I've talked to. I, I don't think I I only talk to Republicans or two A folks, but everybody seems to be feeling it. You know, you got gas, food, everything, insurance, everything is going skyrocketing. And then on top of this, it, it, you know, um, it's just another thing, right? Okay, it's not about me. It's not about global defense. It is about the economy. It is about small business. You know, small businesses, I think, Mr., I'll quote Mr. Wonderful, 60% of all jobs are created by small businesses in this country. We're, we're a good part of the economy. Um, and... Um, you know the the lawmakers that are that don't you know agree with you, uh, they are flat out just not even responding to you. You don't exist to them because I've tried with my local folks here and uh, the ones that are on the other side that don't like what I do. I'm for some I'm nobody. Yeah, and I'm not even worth uh, a response. It's it's funny that you say that. Um... So about two years ago, I had five senators take down some of my content from YouTube. 
because they don't like what I do. You know, I was a gunsmith. I, I built guns. I show people how to build guns. There's nothing illegal for what I was doing, but they took my content down. Um, I got mad. I went to my two U.S. senators. One's, one's a Democrat. One's a Republican. Right. I got acknowledgement from both of them. And one, I got a slightly more, a better acknowledgement than the other. Right. Um, again, it's me, one person. They don't care. Right. right. Um, the Democrats are not going to want to do anything because it was five Democrats that, that wrote this letter. Um, right. I mean, for me to get ac- any type of action, which really even they told me that, look, we'll, we'll do something, but it just don't expect anything. I'm like, I'm not expecting YouTube to restore the content. I, I, don't, I don't. But I had to go to my state attorney general to get anything. Right. I mean, they mm-hmm. at least make the case go, hey, there was nothing illegal about this. Um, stop, you know, you, you should stop doing it. And they're like, hey, look, you know, they're not going to restore your content. I got another not. I just I'm just mad because five senators trampled on my First Amendment right and got away with it. Right. Um, and you're the same way. You're you're small. I mean, you're not this big defense contractor. You're not a no. Northrop Grumman or you know a Lockheed or something like that. No, no, they'll be fine. By the way, no, I, I'm not going to. They'll go oh, yeah. be okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, and that's why yeah. You know, when we were talking, that's why I wanted to get you on the podcast to talk about this because again, this caught me by surprise. I I literally learned this on Tuesday morning of Shot Show. Um, I didn't get a chance to talk to you until I think Wednesday. Um, and I'm learning about this. I'm like, why, why is no one know about this? And then hearing what you said, it dropped out on a Friday on a Q and a page. They didn't want anybody to know about it. No, they want, no, to, keep you, they want to keep you chasing around over here and mm-hmm. while they're killing something over here. Yeah, that's, it was, it was blatant. Yeah. I mean, I I don't argue I will, I don't argue with you that the economy is not a great economy. It's you know I, I love how they go. Well, inflation's down. Yeah, but the price, but but you already jacked it up this high. You're just ju- not jacking it up quite as fast anymore. Um, right. So in a bad economy, you want to do exports, right? Always happens. Uh, like I was saying, you know, in COVID times, everything was 2020, 21. Yep. And then to 22, you, you know, I started seeing the decline coming out of SHOT Show, maybe 22, 23, really. 23 really um, kind of fell off the cliff. Uh, so, yeah, the first thing is where can we pick up some of these sales? You know, what can we do? Oh, let's try exporting. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> so, so uh, I want to change gears a little bit here. Let's let's talk a little bit about shot and Iwa. Now, okay. these are um, it's it's not cheap to go to these shows, and you and you had a pretty good sized booth at shot. Well, thank you. Um, I mean, uh, that was big for me. That was we were last. This was this was our third or maybe fourth shot show with Global Defense. Uh, we were doing ten by tens. This is 
actually the first time I moved up to a 10 by 20, which is, you know, the second smallest boot in the whole place pretty much. So, um, man, that was, yeah. That's an investment to go to shot. I mean, even for me as a content creator, that's an investment for me to go to shot and, you know, just to network with people. I mean, that's really what I go to shop for is the network. I mean, yeah, it's great to go handle guns and stuff like that. But really, that's what it is. It's a networking event for me. Um, so you're yeah. putting money into these shows to get business that the government just goes, no, sorry. <laughs> not, not, not this year, maybe. Uh, we, yeah. Yeah. It, I mean, you could, like I said, we, we're on the small, we're still on the smaller side and, you know, all said and done, a package like that, you know, with travel and shipping the guns, you're looking at about thirty-five thousand dollars. Yeah. For a week. Well, not even it's for not even a full week. Yeah. Yeah. I mean yeah. it's five days because you're setting up the booth on Monday. That's right. That's right. And you just want to get out so bad you're so tired. You know, yeah. by well, the bell the ringing at the end, you would just go. You, you can't start breaking down till four o'clock on Friday. Yeah, um, yeah. Technically, technically, yeah, right. there's a lot of tech, there's a there's a lot of product that's just floating around just in this room that yeah. was part of a an early breakdown. Um, here, take it, take it, get yeah, out just, of here. I don't want to go. Yeah, I don't want to do. There's got to be enough. There's got to be enough product in the booth just to make it look like we got a full booth. Yeah. Um, you know, if, if if this holster and this bag over here disappeared, they're not going to know about it. Yeah, we we're, we're get, I was giving stuff away in the elevator. Here, take it. Here, here's yeah. a gun bag, guys. Before so, I even got to the show floor, just take it. I don't want to carry it no more. Now you had some really cool guns there. Would you mind talking about some of the stuff that was in the booth there? Yeah, we had a couple of new things that were uh, very well received. I was happy to see it. We have, uh, well, we've, we've been doing uh, 1911s, 1911 yep. guy. So uh, we came out and introduced this year our, our signature series. It's a, a set of four. Uh, we have, uh, you know, they're completely customized. They're laser engraved, Cerakoted. I mean, the, the, the work is just incredible. Um you can see them on the website. Uh, Working on bringing them up as you're talking. Okay, cool. But yeah, because these things, like I was talking to you uh, before, and one of the advantages I, I have for everybody in the audience, I get the yeah. I get the fanboy while uh, while I get to talk to people, and these things are pretty amazing. I know everybody on the on the audio side can't see them, but. Okay. I mean, like this, the Thunderbolt 1776. Yeah, got that one right here. One of the coolest guns out there. Um, Yeah, I I absolutely love that. Amazing. They're they've been they've been doing some great work, you know, in the shop with these. Um, I mean, these are all of them are are three and four color Cerakote jobs, um, which is is very time consuming by itself. Uh, the paint also uh, is textured, so there's texturing in the paint. Um, they're fully laser engraved. Uh, I'll, bring full, I'll bring you up full screen here so everybody can see. I mean, look so at that. This one is We the People, 1776. 
Uh, you probably can't see it that well here, but you have when you to. Turn, when you were turning it, we got a glimpse. So you could you could see. Oh yeah, yeah you, right there you can see the light reflecting right off of it. Yeah, it's it's cool. I mean, and trust me, when I was I was sitting in the booth, I was just you know you were talking to somebody, so I'm just like like drooling all over these guns. Um, so. I mean, these things are really, really nice guns. Oh, they're 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 beautiful, um, and and they're good guns too. The the base gun we're using our Thunderbolt, you know, um, model. You got a lot of nice features on there. You got you know, well, full length recoil guide rod, machine mainspring housing. I, I mean, some really nice solid features. They're good guns to start, and then this really takes it to the next level. So, I mean, so why did, you know, with being an importer, exporter, what made you kind of go, hey, let's, let's, let's launch a gun? Um, I mean, I, you know, working for Paris so long, I just got used to 1911s and saying, yeah. well, you know, I started, I started with the shotguns. Okay. Because I, again, I started my company right COVID hit, right? End of 2019. And then, you know, everything blew up, right? And then you couldn't, everything was flying off the shelves. You couldn't get toilet paper, much less a gun, you know, and I'm here trying to be an exporter. I, they have nothing to sell. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know, everything was on back order. So I said, again, how am I going to survive? I, I got into this business thinking, how am I going to survive? Right. So we started with the shotguns. I started with 30 shotguns. We brought in, I got my FFL. I got the importers FFL. We got a small little office, um, right down the street because, uh, I started, you know, with, uh, doing that. And I said, well, let's, let's give it a try. And, 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 and we did, we, we sold a lot of, we sold a lot of shotguns. God bless America. We sold a lot of shotguns. I would, I would like to bring that COVID back just for that, yeah. but, <laughs> you know, and then, and that develops, you know, it kind of starts with one thing and then you kind of. Well, let's yeah. bring your shotguns up here real quick. Um, yeah. cause right in here, you've got some really nice shotguns. You got, um, um, let's see here. A bunch of, of course, semi-autos, right? Yeah. Uh, one, one is a pump. And then you have the magazine fed that, you know, like the AR style one and the bull pop, you know, and, uh, you know, it's, it's really an evolution. Like I said, that, that, that's the gun we pretty much started with right there. That bull pop. Um, it's a good gun. Great gun. Great design. Um, it is, and, and it's terracoded, and you got a lot of nice features on there. It comes with a couple magazines, and that's, um, and that's quite radical too, isn't it? Right there. Yeah, yeah. So, they're, yeah they're, they're they're from Turkey. Yeah. So yeah. it's you've you've got a nice design. Um, I love the circuit work on this thing. This is really nice. And as I'm clicking around, you got the gray, um, and you can choose your size. The, the, the eight, 19 and, or 24 inch. Yeah. So, so you started off with the shotguns and then you, you know, your, your love of 1911s hit because of all the work you yeah. did with era. 
you, yeah. you kind of went into the into the ninety. See, when I walk in, I go, I see a nineteen eleven. I just got, I, I got to pick it up. What's so funny is I didn't have a night. I didn't own a nineteen eleven or even shoot a nineteen eleven until you know I was an adult. Um, you know, I've been shooting since I was seven. Um, and it's just there's just something about it. I mean, there's just something about nineteen eleven, right? It, it's it, it's it, yeah. It's it's it's. I don't know what it is exactly, but it's the look, the feel, uh, it's, it's something and, and the history behind it. And it's, it's just kind of, it it kind of encompasses, you know, American and, you know, the ingenuity. All American gun, right? I mean, it's like, it's like the, the, the final evolution of, of John, well, I guess the final evolution of John Browning would be the the uh, high power, but it's always like like the classic John Browning story that I mean his guns are just still running today, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's American as apple pie. Yeah, I mean it, it, it's so funny because um, you know I, I was showing you earlier, I, yeah. 1911s are so special to me that I I build mine. You, right? Yeah, you 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 build them. Yeah, I There's... build them. And, I mean, you can see the 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 dicom on there for me. Yeah, on, trying doing to all my, doing all my my final fitting stuff. Yeah, just, yeah, and they're, they're not easy. You know, you you've really got to you got to know what you're doing and work them. And it's it's not like Legos. It's not like an AR, oh. but but it's, like, it's funny because you think about it. Um, it's like you assemble an AR-15, mm-hmm. but you build a 1911. You always build a 1911. I mean, this is this is just one of those things of um, um, it just it, it, everybody. I, I know we've been talking about 1911s a lot, but 1911s, you know, for me, I'm also in the builder side where we work mm-hmm. on things. I teach, um, you know, I teach firearm building and you know, if you start going through, like, you're going to build a Glock, you assemble a Glock. I mean, you, you yep. just, it's just what it is. If it's, if it's Glock Gen 3, you know, or any of the Glocks, you just, you assemble. Um, yeah. When you get into the 1911s, it's like, uh, I just got a comment, like, a couple of weeks ago, the guy, guy's building his 1911, he asked me, hey, so when I put the slide on, it will, like, rack with the barrel on it, and it's like, all right. Well, that could be, you know, your link is too long. Did you fit, did you fit the barrel? You know, I'm going through a lot of like, guys, there's, there's too many things here to go through. You, yeah. Maybe, maybe it's now time, unless you really take a class on this stuff. Um, you know, if you really want this thing to run, you might want to take that one to a gunsmith. Um, cause everything on 1911 is, is hand fit. Um, you said it best. You you build the nineteen eleven, or you know, you you assemble some some of those other guns, but you you're building a nineteen eleven. Yeah, I was just I, I just saw that, and you you were talking to somebody else, and I just got I just got a chance to just kind of drool a little bit over there, and and uh, just go, yeah, this is this is nice. Um, you know, we were, we were talking offline, like you know, you back much. when I was doing circle work. The stuff they're doing now is just so much different. Um, it's 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 quite it's quite something, and with the uh, the engraving and um, 
and I guess it's it's an evolutionary process, you know, with technology and, and people tinkering, you know, and getting imaginative and creative and, uh, you know, having some fun with it, too. Yeah. You know, yeah. That was one. That's one of the things I like about building. Um, I mean, God, this was this is a 19. I mean, I've been working on this 1911 for years. I just one day I'm going to finish it. But it's just like, you know, I just took a stock slide and I'm just like, that's boring. Let's start rounding. You know, I start taking files to it. And it's like, you know, I don't want the traditional, you know, um, you know, uh, cocking serrations. So I took right. a chainsaw file and just rounded it all off. So now they're scalloped and you can do a lot of really cool things with a 1911. Just can. Yeah. And, um, you know, I think you just touched on it there. The, the ability to make it your own, customize it, unique. I, you know, people want that too, not just in cars and other things, but, but guns, they want something unique, something different. Sure. That's, that's something that they can identify with, you know, and, yeah. You know, we're just trying to give people options at this point. And if they like something, we'll try to do it, you know, and we'll see what else we can do. So what's um, what do you have coming up in the future? I was just thinking about that today, actually. we got to start planning that. So I uh, maybe uh, maybe coming out with a high cap, you know, um, 19 right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, um, well, with you coming in from para you should be used to wide bodies right yeah 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 i've been i've been there they were always difficult those things yeah. were always they, they they were hard to build they weren't easy yeah. um but yeah we got we got something like that in the works uh hopefully by next shot show and uh we have the SA9 that's a really cool gun it's a uh, it's it's uh, a little um you know like MP5 style it takes AR you know components trigger hammer and it uses MP5 mags so that that's really done well for us since we brought it and launched it at Shot Show um very grateful for uh you know uh you you stopping by and chatting and then having this follow up and um you know we're working on a few other things bringing some new designs to uh the the sa9 line and expand from that and you know open to any ideas i I'm, i can't think of everything you guys you know if your viewers have any ideas uh let us know we'll be happy to look at and and try to incorporate some of the stuff. Good deal. Good deal. Yeah, it's and that's the thing. It's funny as you're talking here. Um, let's bring up the SA9. I got I got way too many tabs open here. Um, I mean, that's what you're talking about right there with the SA9. Oh yeah, that's her. Yeah, yeah. She's a beaut. Yeah, um, well made. Through everything. You got it there. But uh, yeah, yeah, that's cool. So now we've talked everything and everything. Um, now it's I just kind of want to just loosen up a little bit because mm -hmm. I mean we got really serious there talking about you know how the government is really my just blood pressure's up already. I can feel it. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is just just as, you know just designed to just have some fun here at the end. 
It's sure. going to be a speed round. It's okay. going to be four this or that questions. And then one thinking question. So, so since both of us are, are love 1911s, Series 70 or Series 90 and 1911s? 70. 90? Uh, I know. <laughs> it's got to be 70, right? <laughs> got to be. Got to be. be. A 70. Yeah. You just got that great trigger to it. Yeah. Yeah, you, you have to. The all, all mine are Series 70. I said forget about it. <laughs> well, it's so funny because you think about it. I think only Colt builds nineties anymore. I don't. Even, I don't even know if Colt builds nineties anymore. Um, right. It's like the seventy just kind of won, right? Yeah. I mean, it's one of the safest handguns already with the you know with the um, you know slide lock safety, and then you have your palm safety on it, and then. You know, it's 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 a solid it's safe just, gun yeah, or right connector that's in it. I mean, it's yeah. I mean, and that's the thing about it. Nineteen eleven. If you think about Glock's genius was simplicity, right? Less parts. There's even yeah. less parts in a nineteen eleven. I mean, yeah. There's not a lot of parts in it. Well, there's you know the saying goes, "Keep it simple." Keep yeah. it simple. Yep. <laughs> so, so keeping on the nineteen eleven. Single stack or wide body? Double, double. You like the double? double. Yeah, okay. yeah. It, it 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 does give you a lot more firepower, and um, you know it it doesn't add that much. You know, so it depends who makes it, right? But right. but exactly. having that double forty five, double stack, that's how we're talking. If, if you do it right, it's not going to mm-hmm. add that much with no. the gun, right? That's right. I mean, Sig kind of proved that with like the the P three sixty five. You know, you you don't do full double stack. You just kind of do like a half stack, right? And you can you stack. Kind of, yeah, you can you can just make that work and get a couple of extra yeah. rounds into it. Yeah, yeah, I I, I love. I uh, still still have most of my pair of double stacks, and I, I love them. I love them. Awesome. So, keeping on 1911, because it's rare I get a guy that's so into 1911s on on the or a girl um, on 1911s on the show. Um, nine millimeter or 45 in a 45. It's got to be right. Yeah, I'm pretty traditional, except the double stack there. On that that series there, but yeah, forty five. You know, everybody, a lot of people say, yeah, nine millimeter, thirty eight super, this and that. And at the end of the day, we sell ninety percent forty fives, and and right. that, and and that's just that's that's me. I know I, yeah. I like them in forty five, but it's just for me building. I, I've got. I'm going to have to build a nine millimeter just just to build one. Just just say I built one. But when I think of a 1911, I it, I think 45. It's just, yeah, and they're great to shoot too. It's 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 there's no doubt. I got uh, a couple of nine millimeters. I got my 10 millimeter. 
I uh, got my 40, you know, I, I got a bunch of them. There's yeah, no yeah. doubt about it. So but You're well-rounded on the calibers of, of the, uh, <laughs> oh yeah. The only thing oh, you yeah. haven't said is, is 38 super. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I could, but we made so very little of those. They were always like <laughs> gone and like, uh, you know, but they didn't have a lot of orders for them. So I, I, what? I went with the 10 millimeter one. What's funny is a couple, I remember a couple of years ago, I was picking up, uh, brass at the range and um so for those of us i call us brass holes right so we, sh- we, we shut you know we're the reloaders right right so we're all you know you, you see people walk around they're looking at targets you see us and we're we're always looking at our feet right um we're, we stick out like a sore thumb but uh i remember i was picking up after after um, a competition they were shoot they shoot competitions on saturdays at the at the range so you 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 work your you work your shooting early Sunday morning, so that way you can pick up all the brass that's left over. And then um, I picked up a bunch of brass, and then I went to go sort it. I'm like, what is up with all these nine millimeters? Right? It's just like this is just weird because they're like just a little bit longer, and they're all 38 supers. I'm like, who was shooting 38 super? Um, yeah. And it's just kind of weird. I was like, this is like a funky looking nine millimeter. Yeah. Um, so let's see here. So your fourth question, we'll change it up for shotguns, pump action or a break action. Uh, pump, pump. pump? Yeah. 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 Definitely. My, my first shotgun, I still have it today is a 870 Wingmaster. There's just something okay. about, there's just something about a pump. Yeah. Well, you can hear it. And uh, yeah. that's the only one. That's the last warning you're going to get. Right. If you're, you know, you know, that's not where you're supposed to get the, you know, out, out of my house. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The next time you're not going to hear it. <laughs> for long. I, I remember, uh, remember hearing a story about a, 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 a it was just, so this is on AM radio. Yes. The AM radio, the talk shows back in, back when I was young. Um, Oh, very you know, driving in my, in my in the car with my dad, and the guy was talking about he was a he was a burglar that he got caught and then realized he make he could make more money consulting right I mean mm-hmm. than he could. <laughs> and um he was talking about one time he was in a house he heard that sound he took a nosedive out the second story window because he knew whatever was on the ground was better yeah. than what was waiting for him in the room. oh yeah yeah um, yeah. Definitely, my uh, the the um, well, we, we do have one the radical pump. That that's probably my favorite gun. It just it works. It's simple, and you know it's effective. So yeah, in those lines. Plus, it's just cool. It is. So. They're all cool. they're all cool. So for your thinking question. I'm going to take you to the world's largest armory. Okay. And inside this armory has one of anything that has ever thrown a projectile. It could be okay. anything from Dennis the Menace's slingshot up to the deck gun off the Missouri. And it's been cleared by every possible government agency, including the Biden administration, <laughs> that you get to walk away with one of good. anything in here. What are you walking away with? You know, 
I, uh, I went out and, uh, I think, you know, what would be pretty cool, um, Arnold Schwarzenegger, Terminator, the, his, 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 uh, no, wait, 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 the, uh, the M16, there was the M16, I think it was from Terminator that, that, that would probably be, and I saw it actually, it was, it was in, uh, I couldn't take it home with me, unfortunately, but that was the gun <laughs> out of all the guns that I saw in that vault. I think that's that was the one I'd, I'd be taking home. That's the one you're taking home. Awesome. Yeah. Cool. Well, man, Jordan, thank you so much for taking time out of your schedule. I mean, you know, last week I know you had your family and then next week you got Ewa. So we're just yeah, like yeah. really getting you squeezed right in between the two. And I really appreciate you taking time out to talk to us today. I appreciate it. Thank you. Um, and, uh, you know, I look forward to, you know, uh, talking with you more. Look forward yeah. to seeing you next shot. And, uh, you know, See, now, now I now I know to stop by the booth to talk to you. Yeah. Yeah. We didn't okay. know each other before this year. That's it. And that's what it's all about. It's about it's it's. It's like I said, it's not about this or this company or me. It's about us. It's about the people. It's about everything that, that we do as a, you know, as a country, we, we, we need to all stand together, unite under something. And, you know, at the end of the day, it's, it's only people. That's all we are. That's right. Absolutely. Well, Jordan, thank you so much for your time. And you're a good one. Thank you. I appreciate it very much. Sir. Now I met Jordan at shot and trust me, he wasn't even on my radar. It was someone that we mutually knew that said, hey, Jason, you really need to go talk to this guy. Super cool. And he's got a problem that no one's talking about. Well, that piqued my interest. So I went over to go talk to Jordan. Started hearing about really everything that's going on with exports. And I just knew this was a podcast that needed to happen. The government is screwing with our exports. That means they're screwing with American jobs. Definitely consider writing your representatives in Congress, senators, representatives, every man, start talking about this everywhere. We can't let the government screw with our jobs. This is a down economy. I don't care what anybody says. It's a crap economy. We want to be doing exports. People want our products. Something else is going on behind here. And I think this is just the tip of the iceberg. Definitely go check out Global Defense. Go to the link down below. Check out your representatives. Check out your senators. Start talking about this subject. Now, if you like the work that I do here, please consider supporting me for free by shopping my affiliate links and banners at www.trb.fyi. Before you do your online shopping, go to my partners and discounts page. Go click there. Like if you're going to go to Amazon, go there, click on Amazon. It'll take you right over to Amazon. Then a small portion of everything that you purchase after you click that link, comes back to the channel so I can bring you additional content. It's not going to cost you any more than you were already going to spend. All it takes 
It's a couple seconds of your time. Bookmark the page so that way it's easy to get to. Now, I said it's partners and discounts. That's right. I can save you money while you help me bring you content. I mean, that's a win-win, right? I mean, who doesn't like to save money? I mean, you can save money and help me bring you additional content that you're looking for. Go check it out. Your support is greatly appreciated. Now, if you're watching YouTube, click that video right there. That video is about the short action customs barrel vise that I use to barrel up rifles. Everybody else, there's a link down below. Thanks for listening. Hope you're staying safe out there. Look forward to talking to you again soon.